Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. 
What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! What are we doing today? So today is a special episode where we're going to have a... Um, basically, we're gonna, we've decided that maybe like twice a month, we're going to have a special episode that's going to be Patreon only, except for today. <gasps> Today, today, everybody gets to listen to the episode. Oh my gosh. And generally, we're going to do this over something that's relevant in the news, um, it, and it can pertain to um, what we're doing here or or not. You know, it's just kind of us being us and talking about a subject that we care about that day. Sure. Um, but going forward after this episode, these will only be available to our Patreon subscribers. So make sure... That after you finish listening to this, you go over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and go ahead and subscribe as one of our Patreon, as low as $2. Woohoo! All right. So what are we doing today, wife? Well, husband, we are going to talk about banned books, Ooh. of which the Bible is one. Nice. So that's the tie-in. Yeah, and there's the tie-in. That is happening in America right now, and it is trash, I tell you. But... Before we jump into that and before we go on our break, I do think that it needs to be said that um, we had started in on all of this before um, Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. And um, we... That's obviously the big news of now. Right. And we don't want it to go unsaid. You know, we are aware of what's happening. We stand with Ukraine. Definitely. And... Um, we're just so sorry for what's happening over there. Yeah, our hearts go out to the people in Ukraine right now. It's just the the whole thing is just awful. It's so. a tragedy and hor- horrendous. So yeah. we just didn't want to jump in without having said that. Right. I think that's appropriate. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get on into the main section here, huh? Okie dokie. All right. Okay, let's get this show on the road. Let's. So, banned books. Banned books. Have you ever read a banned book? I'm sure I have. But not like on purpose? Not like, this is a banned book. I'm going to read it. Right, no. Wow. I have read a banned book. Oh, I know. You live for banned book at the library and all that other stuff. So (laughs) I live for book. I live for for library. You are are book. Yes, Yes, yes. So that's why this was so uh, particularly exciting to me as a uh, first time outing. Yeah, I'm going to be like just a third wheel today. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm here in spirit. But, oh, you know. <laughs> that sounded like I'm having an affair. <laughs> well, it's, 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 you know, me, you and our, and our listeners. It's true. So, it's true. It's, you know, this is just kind of between you and them. That's all. It's true. Yeah. So first I thought I'd give a few definitions and, and talk about like what banned books are. Okay. So banned books are books or other printed works such as essays or plays, which are prohibited by law or to which free access is not permitted by other means. The practice of which is period the end. A form of censorship. Sh- <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> it's censorship. Okay. We censure those censured books. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Now, that that's said by law, but like censored books and banned books oftentimes are banned by a school or by a library that specifically is mm-hmm. not necessarily by law. 
sometimes right. is kept out of an area because of people. Right, right. Um, that gets into um, the difference between challenge and ban. Oh. And banned books is is the blanket statement that we use. Okay. Okay? All right. So a challenge, which is less um, weighty than a ban, a challenge is an attempt to remove or restrict materials. And that's what we often see. Um, and we use the word banned, but it, it's actually just they're trying to have it removed. And those are based upon objections of a person or group that we'll get into. I, I imagine that you can imagine what a lot of those objections might be. Uh, well, I mean, it's in the news right now. If yeah. you're watching the news at all, right? you're noticing probably a lot of stuff about banned books right now because right. it is banned book time. So, um, What I would recommend if you haven't already is uh, to watch a clip on YouTube of um, – What's his name? Uh, Trevor Lavar Noah. Burton. No, Trevor oh. Noah do, did a um, bit on yeah. banned books, yeah. and at the end of which, Lavar Burton um, comes in and and does a thing. Yeah, on, which is great. It, it was fant- The whole thing was fantastic. Lavar Burton, in particular, um, it it's well worth the watch. Yeah, and if you don't know what Lavar Burton has to do with books, then mm. yeah, sorry, Atcha. <laughs> So if a challenge is an attempt to um, remove or restrict materials, a ban is the actual removal of those materials. Got it. And in many territories, um, the distribution, promotion, or certain translations of the Bible have been historically prohibited or impeded. I mean, that makes sense. It does make sense. Um, um, I have mixed feelings on it because on the one hand, I do not like the... Um, pushing of religion onto other people. Right. And, you know, like, I don't believe that prayer belongs in school. Definitely not. And yeah. I hate that, like, at um, the last several high school graduations that I've been to, they do a prayer. I don't right. feel that's appropriate. Yeah. No, I so, agree. Um, but should but, be should you not have access to information? Right. And, and the answer to that is no, even though it pains me. Right. You know? Um it's the the writer and reader in me is at war with the atheist in me and the get the behind me devil, you know? Right, right. So um, I, I go back and forth on that. But no, of course, all written works should be made available. Sure. I totally agree. Um, should, I think it goes to kind of like, I mean, we don't. We don't censor in this house really at all. No, we like really don't. speech or otherwise, you know, like no. we actually encourage, you know, finding out things and reading whatever, you know, you're interested in. So, like, that's always been our kind of our take, you know, like with with instruction, we're parents. Still, sure, you know? sure. But, but we have some really great discussions, like, um, and I, I learned from our kid. Right. Because, um, just for an example, um we had you and I had an impression of what furries were, and um, you know, um, there's there's a dirty connotation that comes with sure. it that we were aware of, right? Um, but our kid is is uh, moving in a different uh, part of the internet than we are, right? And that part of the internet is. Um, more harmless and it has more to do with the inclusivity of of everyone and right, um right. 
the LGBTQ portion of that as well. And, and we had to have a discussion about that because I was like, Oh God, furries. No. Right. And, and my kid, you know, <laughs> teenager is like, um, excuse you. Right. You are not aware. Yeah. And, and so the, the learning goes both ways, definitely. which is why we don't censor. Definitely. Definitely. It's, I mean, yeah, we learn just as much from our kid as, as they do from us at this point, I think. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. Exactly. So um, I don't know if you are aware. I, of course, am aware. There is a Banned Books Week. Well, I only know that because, you know, we've been in the library and there's signs up that say Banned Book Week. Right. So, you know. Well, it takes place every September. Okay. And this year's is September 18th through the 24th. So mark it on your calendars right now. Mark it on your motherfucking calendar. (laughs) And libraries go to great lengths to make um, regularly challenged and banned books available. Yeah. And to push them. Sure. So that, you know, people are aware of the dangers of these books being removed. Right. Because oftentimes they are some of the most important books that are out there. Right. I mean... We've got things like um, that you would expect, like Fifty Shades of Grey, for example, you know, sexually inappropriate. Right. Right. And, you know, I'm not a fan, but whatever, you know, people read, they read, whatever. Um, But then you've also, on the other hand, got classics like To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. Which are historically important for in our country. Yeah. And and those two don't even belong in the same fucking category, but they're both on the same list. Yeah, yeah. And and the bands come from both sides, the right and the left. Yep. Um, because and and again, I have a really hard time with this because the writer and reader in me um, rails against both the atheist and the liberal in me. Because there are books that, for example, Tom Sawyer, um, Huckleberry Finn, that have the N-word in it. Sure. Highly inappropriate. I do not condone that language. However, having said that, these books are important for teaching um, the writing style of um, local color um, language. Not – when I say local color, I'm referring to patois and and – a stylistic way of writing dialogue. Sure. Um, and these books are fantastic at it because Samuel Clemens, uh, Mark Twain, was able to capture that in the moment. Yeah, and it was a different era completely. Like, I, and that doesn't excuse it. No. But it... It should spark a discussion about right. why these words are inappropriate. Sure. Not to pretend that they don't exist. Right. And I that's agree. the difference. Well, and you, you balance it with, you know... A book that's different than that, you know, you you that's that's the beauty of banned books. There's all kinds of ways to go with it, you right? Know? And you exactly. Can expose people to different things all around. So. Exactly. So, uh, you know, the left gets on its high horse, and and I hate even saying this, but the left gets on its high horse um, to to be so politically correct that they will try to remove anything that is racially offensive and i'm like you're doing the right all the favors when you do that right because they're the ones trying to censor and now you're saying okay yeah sure let's do that exactly and i mean they are now trying to remove some of the same books yeah and and that idea oh my god just like makes my brain explode i remember the author but i can't remember the name of the book but there was a very it was back when i was going to college um her her name was wendy kaminer 
And she had oh, written yeah. a book about free speech, and it was very, very good. It was so, so I mean, good. It was, yeah. It, it's definitely worth a read. It really makes you think about your stances on free speech and where you should stand. So, And I think it's a, it's a very relevant discussion going into the Internet age here because mm-hmm. it's something that's going to continue to be an issue. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, the theme of this year's Banned Books Week, um, they have a different theme every year. And this week or this uh, year, appropriately enough, is Books Unite Us, Censorship Divides Us. Yeah. And, I mean, that says it all right there. Definitely. Um, if you want to learn more about Banned Books Week, you should go to bannedbooksweek.org. Okay. So, um, and I'm just going to read a little bit about it so that you know what it's about. Okay. Banned Books Week is an annual event celebrating the freedom to read. Banned Books Week was launched in 1982, so very recent, really. I mean, relatively in the grand speaking. Of things, I guess. Yeah. It's almost 40 years ago. Well, I know because I'm That's old. maybe over 40 years ago. Well, I mean, it's because I'm old. Right. But I don't think of the 80s as <laughs> that long ago, so <laughs> shut your face. Um, it was launched in 1982 in response to a sudden surge in the number of challenges to books in, to books in schools, bookstores, and libraries. Couldn't have had anything to do with Reagan, could it? Reagan know. and the satanic panic right. is what yeah. I am positive that had to yeah. do with. Yeah. So uh, typically held during the last week of September, it highlights the value of free and open access to information. And I have to tell you, I love the library not only because of obvious reasons it has books. Right. Um, Libraries saved my life. Like um, when I was a kid, I found freedom in the library. Sure. Um, I was able to go to other places, other worlds, other places where I was not experiencing the trauma that I was experiencing at home. Right. So for me, libraries always hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. And to see them, um, like if you watch the Trevor Noah clip and, and there are librarians whose lives are now being threatened. Right. That is just crushing well it's the same it's the same line of thinking where like some of the school board members are getting threatened and Mm -hmm. i mean there's just this whole threat um mentality that's going out right now and it's it's a shame i mean libraries have been a defender of free speech for you know as long as we've been alive yes and they are one of the most ardent defenders i think i mean they they really push free speech and 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 not censoring things so i have always um held librarians as heroes because they are the frontline defenders of uh, the First Amendment. Yeah, and, definitely. And um, there are some great books out there about how awesome librarians are. I'm sure I haven't read them, but I'm sure there are. <laughs> um, I, I should have probably put together a couple of names, but, yeah. um, you know, if you're interested, you know. If, if you know, you know. Hit us up on Twitter. I'll get, I'll yeah, get you know. Exactly, get you a exactly. List. So um, the Banned Books Week thing itself is yeah. – um, put together by the American Library Association. Okay. And um, that's the ALA. Mm-hmm. And um, they are the awesome overarching, um, like all libraries answer to them. You know, right. if you if you go into a librarianship program in college, you need to make sure that it's ALA approved. Right. Or right. else, you know, it's a garbage program. Sure. Basically. Yeah. 
Um, they condemn censorship and work to ensure free access to information. Every year, the Office for Intellectual Freedom compiles a list of the top 10 most challenged books in order to inform the public about censorship in libraries and schools. And I happen to have the most recent list, which is from 2020. And the new list comes out when? Um, the the newer list for 2021 will come out this April. Okay. All right. So um, I know 2020, it seems like, God, that's, that's old. forever ago. Yeah. And, and you can imagine what um, the 2022 one will look like a couple years from now. Sure. Yeah. But here are the top 10 challenge books of 2020. George by Alex Gino. I'm not familiar with that book, but it was challenged, banned, and restricted for LGBTQIA plus content, conflicting with a religious viewpoint and not reflecting, quote, the values of our community. Mm, that's a that's rough. So we yeah. can guess who, who yeah, came out against that. Christian right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Number two is Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You by Ibram X. Kendi and Jason Reynolds. Um, I do remember this book coming out, and I um, it's on my list of books that I intend to read. Yeah. Um, it came out in the aftermath of the George Floyd protests yeah. um, when a lot of people were trying to learn about anti-racism. Right. right. And um, it was banned and challenged because of the author's public statements and because of claims that the book contains, quote, selective storytelling incidents. <laughs> And does not encompass racism against all people. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What is this? The the the, this the is, all people movement or whatever. Thing? This is the um, all lives matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the all lives matter. Yeah, and That's why such, don't we have a white history month and yeah, all that such stuff? Bullshit. Yeah. Number three is All American Boys by Jason Reynolds and Brendel Keeley. And it was banned and challenged for profanity. Oh, no. Drug use and alcohol. That shit will get you nowhere. Profanity fucking sucks, man. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> the drug use and alcoholism, and because it was thought to promote anti-police views, contain divisive topics, and be, quote, too much of a sensitive matter right now. Mm. Yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to watch, don't want to read any of those sensitive matters, you know. I imagine that somebody in that book must have said something like "fuck the police." Sure, right. I mean, right. But yeah, so, but I mean, given the climate that we're in, that's not totally, yeah, you know, inappropriate sometimes. Uh, I so. say "fuck the police," <laughs> so you know. I mean, sometimes it's appropriate. You like know? I, I was never so excited as when um, they're just people; they shit too. I was never so excited as when I was explaining the hashtag ACAB to my child. And my child was like, Mom, I already have that on my Twitter profile. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, my teenager's awesome. Right. ACAB is all cops are bastards. FYI. Sure. Which so. is obviously not 100% true. No, but... I'm just stating that out loud. Okay, well, as long as we're getting into that... Um, <laughs> If you are a police officer, you should be aware that you are part of an organization that is rife with racism and 100%. shit. And if you're not standing up, I don't care how hard it is and that, you know, it's it's 
your friends and your coworkers no, and I completely blah, blah, blah. Agree. You are part of the fucking problem. I completely and agree. And if you're not saying shit, then all cops are bastards. Right. Applies to you. Right. My good sir or ma'am. <laughs> So number four is a book that is near and dear to my heart. I read it several years ago, and then my teenager read it, and we had a really deep, heartfelt discussion about it. Um, It's called Speak by Lori House Anderson, and it is about a girl who is raped in high school or even middle school, maybe. I I can't remember now, Um, and um, has a hard time being able to tell somebody about it. And kind of goes into herself. Right. And um, it, it's about finding the ability, the strength, the bravery to talk to somebody about it and to be made aware that it wasn't her fault, that she's right. It, something bad did happen to her. Right. Right. And so that book, of course, was banned, challenged and restricted because it was thought to contain a political viewpoint. Oh, my God. It was claimed to be biased against male students and wow. it included rape and profanity. Wow. wow. And I'm like, yes, yes, it did. And as much as we might like to wish that rape and profanity don't occur right the fact of the matter is they motherfucking do right and so we should deal with that accordingly yeah number five is the absolutely true diary of a part-time indian by sherman alexi banned and challenged for profanity sexual references and allegations of sexual misconduct on the part of the author okay hmm okay so i'm not familiar with that book but I... Sure, it's not a good reason. I would read it. <laughs> Number six, Something Happened in Our Town, a child's story about racial injustice by Marianne Solano, Marietta Collins, and Anne Hazard. And it's illustrated by Jennifer Zivoin. It was challenged for divisive language and because it was thought to promote anti-police views. I'm seeing a theme here. Right, yeah. So number seven uh, is both shocking and also not shocking. Right. Because it has been challenged and banned forever and ever and ever. Yeah. But to think that it's still in the top ten list for 2020. To Kill a a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Wow. Banned and challenged for racial slurs and their negative effect on students featuring a white savior character and its perception of the black experience. So let me just say a a little bit about that. And I know we're going a little long here, so I'll try to talk fast. Okay. Okay. I don't really see that it has a white savior character. This is a book that is being um, challenged by the left. Okay. Um, But the white savior character fails in his efforts. Right. And the black guy who was falsely accused still dies. Right. So I'm not quite sure how that applies. And anyway, the story is really not about the white savior or the black guy who was falsely accused. It's about the child viewing this through her own eyes. Right. And she has some, you know, racism of the time shit going on in herself too. Right. So I also don't understand how we're saying it's a perception of the black experience when it wasn't. It was about a white child viewing this and opining on it. Right. So, but that's just my take. You're free to disagree. Sure. But you're wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight of Mice and Men. Another one that I just, I can't believe it's still in the top 10 in right. 2020. Yeah. By John Steinbeck. It was 
Steinbeck, it was banned and challenged for racial slurs and racist stereotypes and their negative effects on students. I actually hated that book, but I wouldn't want it banned. Right. And I don't hate it for the reasons that yeah, it right. was banned. Right. Um, nine, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison, banned and challenged because it was considered sexually explicit and depicts child sexual abuse. And I, I haven't read it, so I can't comment on but it. But I know but she's an important author, too. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that's, I'm sure, overstating the case. Yeah. But. I'm like, okay, so maybe it doesn't belong in a third grade library. Right, but right. don't take it out of high school, though. Right. Jesus. And number 10 is The Hate You Give, another book that's on my TB, TBR to be read list by Angie Thomas. Challenged for profanity and because it was thought to promote, bump, 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 an anti-police message. Wow, that was like three in that whole, yeah. that, there was like three of them in that list. Something must have been happening during <laughs> that time period. Yeah. So um, I'm about to wrap up here, but I just wanted to mention that there was a list on the website, on ALA's website, for frequently challenged books that are just like the most challenged ever. Like these are always challenged. Yeah. Um, and there was one that was frequently challenged kids books. And frequently challenged young adult books. Okay. And I thought that I would go through and just like list the ones that I was familiar with or yeah, even be a had short read. List, right? Yeah, I, w- I would totally. think so. This list was like two and a half pages long, so <laughs> I cannot get into it here. But the usual suspects are on this list, like Judy Bloom. Um, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, which was about a girl who was trying to find. Um, find her place in religion in her family and neighborhood and who also started her period. Got it. So, you know, there's all that. And there's like several other by Judy Bloom. Sure. Um, There's some um, um, Dr. Seuss books, the Hunger Games trilogy, the perks of being a wallflower, Ender's Game. Neil Gaiman's on there. Neil Gaiman is on there. Um, Anne Frank, the Diary of a Young Girl. I'm just like... All of John Green's books. He's the one that wrote The Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> probably just All of his books. Probably just because he's liberal. Um, that and probably because they they depict uh, teenagers Got it. going through teenagery things. Right, right. Um, there's a suicide in one. There's another that has uh, teenagers with uh, uh, deathly illness. Got you know, it, yeah. Uh, Again, teenagers sure. doing teenagers. Wouldn't want to make people think. Right? You know? Exactly. Uh, this one, I have no idea. Where's Waldo is on the list? Seriously? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. That's really dumb. I have no fucking idea. I, yeah, I don't know either. Um, Crank, which is a book about a teenager who gets on drugs. And it it describes the experience. And, right. You know, in hopes of telling kids, don't get on drugs. Yeah. So you would think we'd all be on board with that. Brave New World, Flowers for Algernon. Stephen King is on this fucking list, babe. You could go on for the next Stephen King. Stephen King, yes. Carrie and Christine wow. are both on this list. Crazy. Okay, I'm going to stop now because I'm just... <laughs> I could just keep going and going and going. Right. So I just got through the Ks. Yeah. And that was not even listing all of the books right. A through K. Right. Okay? But anyway... Read a band book. Read a band book all the time. Always have a band book with you. Definitely. And uh, definitely celebrate Band Books Week this September. Yeah. Do it. All right. Husband. Yes, wife? Remember how you told me we're on Patreon now? Yeah, why? 
because we're starting something new for Patreon members only. Every couple of weeks, we'll cover something in the news, a current event, or something we feel strongly needs to be discussed. And only subscribers get to hear our discussion. That's right. It's all for our Patreon members as a thank you for their support. Join now for as little as $2 a month to get all of our extra content. Go to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Do it now. Husband, it's the end. It is indeed, wife. Tell the people where they can contact us. Well, they can get a hold of us via our email, which is uh, sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. We have Twitter at sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, why do you know? Why do you keep doing that? <laughs> Ugh. All right. We have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and a Pinterest page. But if you really want to get our attention, Twitter is where it's at. Twitter is where you're at. Yeah. And um, they should also review, like, and subscribe, yeah? Definitely. Apple Podcasts um, reviews help us out tremendously. And uh, we also can use your support on Patreon, which is a great place to uh, support us as well. That would be at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.